Okay, so welcome to the second episode of That's What I'm Saying Podcast. That's what I'm saying, podcast.com. Um, we are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Nye. And so, Nye, what do we call the second episode? <laughs> uh, does your dick work? Ooh, how about we call it Weekend Dick and Gun Control? Because that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> As long as we talk about some dicks, I'm good because this has been some uh, interesting fucking weekend. Got you. My okay. language. So, all ahead. right. So we, we, we're gonna we're gonna start off. We can we can do a little ratchet. Let's let's start off with um. Let's see. It's it's been a it has been a long week. So start off with Tamar mm-hmm. Braxton. Um, you know I just want to touch on the sister and just say you know I want to I want to put hands on her. Mm-hmm. Not in a good way though. Just kind of putting some putting some good energy, some good vibes out there because she's going through some things. Yeah. And um, you know, me as a woman, I've I've been through a divorce. You know, I've I've I was married to um Satan Spawn. So <laughs> you know. So I know. I know I know, you know, it you go through a range of emotions. So and I think that's what we're seeing play out. You know, I don't know, you know, I'm I'm not a fan of the shaved head. Did you like the shaved head? I I loved it to be honest. I on her, have, I, I loved it on her. I think she has. I think she has the face for it. Um, I, I always think she wears too much makeup, but um, I think she has the face for it. I'm a fan of shaving. I love short hair. I have long hair now, but I think I look better with short hair. And I'm kind of like on the on tinkering on whether I should cut all my hair off because I just. I, I love short hair. See, I, and I love you short have hair. He- you have the head for it. You got the perfect the perfect head for it. Everybody is not does not have the head for it. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a fan of Tamar with a shaved head. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and I think playing up the ma- the makeup this that's like on 10 for her is is yeah. too much. That's just but it's just my personal. But I know she's going through some things. I just don't yeah. want her playing this out like Britney Spears did in front of the camera. You remember that when she shaved yeah. her head and, and was beating up yeah. people with the umbrella. I I just don't want that because you can quickly spiral out yeah. of out of control because you know when you're me like I said speaking as a divorcee myself when mm-hmm. you are going through those when you're going through that everything that you knew everything that you um were accustomed to people places and things mm-hmm. everything changes you know and yeah. some people are just not built for that for that change so I'm mm-hmm. I'm sending out some good vibes to the sister because I, I don't want her to spiral out and and, and you know make this into yeah something don't she she did an interview she did it they they both did an interview her she and her husband did this interview i think it was the talk or maybe it was the view and i guess they kind of uh came on to clear the air about what was going on in their marriage and he came on and he was talking about how much he loved her and how he hasn't cheated on her and teddy ruxpin and to me just looking at body language while he's talking you know Tamar and like I don't identify a lot with Tamar at all because we're we're just I think in real life we probably wouldn't be friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we just move in different circles. However, what we do share in common is that we cannot control our facial expressions. So whatever mm-hmm. we're thinking, it's gonna be on our face. So while he's talking, I'm looking at her body language and I'm looking at her face and Everything he's saying, she's contradicting with her face. When he's saying how much he loves her, he hasn't cheated on her. Her face is saying something totally different. So I think now what they're doing is kind of like, like damage control because it's probably it's mm-hmm. probably affecting their bottom line. 
It's affecting mm-hmm. their money. Well, their house in is in foreclosure. Way. And remember, he yeah. had a he had like a ten million dollar or something judgment against him from some record company. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the the coins have been affected. It, it, so it, I I think ways. that's I think this is what that you know what that is about. Just kind of uh trying to clean up the mess that that has been spilt. And you know, I'm I'm not a fan of um putting your personal business. <laughs> I'm laughing right now. Huh? But what? What? <laughs> I'm laughing. Go but, <laughs> I'm not a fan of putting specific information out in the public about like your current. How am I gonna say <laughs> this? I'm about to contradict myself. I don't know. I'm just, I, just, I just don't like to put. Yeah. Let me. Let me. I. I just. <laughs> some stuff needs to remain private. Let me just say that. Some stuff okay. is entertainment, but some stuff, especially if you're in a, a committed relationship like that, and if you're in, even like, as you still have to protect that union because it's it's fragile. Mm-hmm. You know, it could, whether it's strong or, you know, you have to protect it because um, you never know what outside forces can do with that with that relationship. So you always have to protect it. So if you, ha- if you have a relationship and you're in the public eye, you have to be even more vigilant did I say that white? Vigilant? Mm-hmm. Did you say it white? No. Vigilant. No. Vigilant. Yeah, vigilant. I said it right. Sorry. I, I had a couple of drinks today. I had a it's couple more Vigilant, motherfuckers. Vigilant. So you have to be, you to be um, vigilant. You have to be vigilant about protecting that union. So um and I and I don't think they were as careful as they should have been. Um in this day and age, social media can get you in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And you can put too much out there. And I've been I've done it sometimes and I've I've typed something and I posted it and then Two seconds later, I deleted it because I'm like, why? Why am I telling it? This is nobody's business. You know what I mean? So <laughs> nobody cares, <laughs> and nobody share. Nobody needs to know that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you know, and I only have 500 followers. She got five million. You know, five hundred thousand. So mm-hmm. uh, some stuff needs to, to remain silent and remain personal. So hopefully they can they can come. You know, they can get it together. And if they decide, you know, to stay apart, you know, then she'll do her self-care and, and make herself, you know, whole again. And, um, and he do the same and they can just come together and co-parent. Yeah. And, and so, I think that's, that, that's that part that you said about self-care. And I think that's really, really important right now. And it's like, if you cannot surround yourself with people that are on that same plane in terms of you, you've got to heal yourself. Um, and mm-hmm. you got to get rid of the people around you that are not about that. That self-care is so important, especially at that time when, you know, everything that you knew is falling apart. So, mm-hmm. you know, the parts that you can control, which is, you know, you got to go inside yourself during that time. So, like I said, I'm just, I, I don't, I don't want Tamar to do a Brittany. Um, yeah. and I know she's, you know, she's really close with her sisters. It reminds me of my sisters and, you know, everybody mm-hmm. has an opinion and everybody got, you know, their take on it. But at the end of the day, you really have to protect, um, protect you, you mm-hmm. know, whatever her bottom line. And, you know, she's a, she's in the public eye. So it's, it's kind of all out there, you know, you know, um, yeah. you know, when he didn't get, I think he got that extra skin. That's why I was like, I know he's not out here cheating with nobody. Oh, <laughs> Lord, I can't even imagine. What it looks like I don't even want that visual. Turn the motherfucking lights out. (laughs) I don't want to see it. I what? What? We can put your stomach into a ponytail. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some some people like a lot, like like the fluff. I'm not a. I'm not a. I've never been a. Let me tell you. So this one guy I used to date back in my 20s, and we Mm -hmm. dated. Day I say dated loosely, but Mm -hmm. we dated. 
a little bit of college, a little bit after. And when I got my first apartment, he came over, you know, we would hang out and he took a shower mm-hmm. and he had some extra weight on him and he was in the shower and I, I went in there in the bathroom to do something. And I saw him in the shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At that moment, I said, I don't want to see this again. <laughs> so from that point on, I was like, I don't like that. I don't like the extra fluff. So I was, I'm very specific. I like lean men. I like yeah. lean and, and tallish kind of men. I don't like that extra. And you don't have to be, I don't even like, you know, you don't have to be like muscular and, and muscle bound or whatever, but mm-hmm. I just like a figure. That's I got, I got my- you. And I think just, just kind of going off of that because, you know, I, I'm lean men are, are, are nice. But you know, mm-hmm. I like a little more. Not like a little more meat. Like I like a little more muscle, but not 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 fat. You know. Yeah. So two things that 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 stand out for me. I remember, you know, I remember back this guy saying, uh, and he might have been a personal trainer or something. So he was like, you know, you can't ask for something from a from a man that you don't have in yourself and I was like god damn I gotta get in the gym like that's mm-hmm. that's so true like I know I, what I want yeah so I gotta I gotta I gotta come to the table with the same thing that was what and then two I remember since we're talking old war stories here uh back in the day I, I <laughs> dated this guy and you know so you know we was, we was gonna have our little intimate moment and he was kind of you know he was he was biggish you know I like him kind of he was he was mm-hmm. thick but girl mm-hmm. He took off his shirt. He had mammary glands bigger than mine. Girl, I can't. Oh, I can't. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I mean, I'm saying they was like 38, 42 C's or something like they was. I absolutely do it. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he must have known, you know, so he was kind of shy. He wanted to kind of keep on his shirt. I was just like, I can't. You I told can't. him you can't. Yeah, I was like, I can't. I mean, you know, I might have, I played it off. You know, I'm nice. You know, I'm nice. I played it off. But, but if someone asked me, what did you say to him? I was like, not, no, no, we're not going to do it. Like, whatever it was, I got out of it. I got out of it because when I felt his chest, it felt like I was feeling my chest. Like, oh, mm-hmm. God. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I anyway. can't do the extra. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And there's some, there's some, you know, attractive, like, heavier dudes but it's just that ain't and, and there's there's somebody for everybody and that's just not, there really a, is it's, it's i want to i want to second that motion because i don't i don't want to i don't want to bring bring the havoc to the to the to the big bros there's a lot of them yeah. out there and i and i got love for i got mm-hmm. love for you I, i'm just me mm-hmm. personally my little my little personal thing i got going yeah mm-hmm. It's just a preference yeah. I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something else I wanted to touch on. So Kanye West, have you seen the Get Out memes? <laughs> where, where they got, you know what? I haven't. Oh my gosh. Where they got Kanye, you know, basically looking like he in a second place. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, which I don't agree. Which but. is right. So from the, you know, from the base, from the award winning movie, Get Out, which, you know, what's funny mm-hmm. is that I'm one of those people I caught on to Get Out it was a slow burn for me because I actually went and saw, you know, I was, this is uh, pre fire stick days, but I went to see it in the movie. <laughs> you were that damn fire stick. Girl, <laughs> let me tell you, let me say, that's what I'm saying. It'll change your life. But um, I went to the movies to see get out. And mm-hmm. so here's my gauge of a movie in any movie. You know, I fell asleep. I don't ever fall asleep in the movies, but I Are fell asleep. I sure did. I fell asleep. Now, get, granted, I was probably tired, and you know, I was, you know, I was doing these like 11, 11 p.m. movies, yeah. like late night, whatever. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep, 
and I did not, I, I, and I was like, man, and I woke up and, you know, kind of at the end, I was like, I, I, so I didn't know what the premise was until I, I did watch it again. Mm-hmm. Post fire stick, mm-hmm. and I'm just like that movie has so many metaphors. Man, you know that's that is that's a conversation. That's what I'm saying for another day. Like we we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta really go in. Mm-hmm. But that being said, the comparisons to Kanye West is just is is it's the funniest thing because there's so much truth to it. It this is. man does not look happy. He does not look happy in any picture that you ever see. He's mm-hmm. dyed his hair blonde. He's done the whole Chris Brown. Um, uh, whatever thing, he looks unhappy. Yeah, and he looks all the milestones in his life—the marriage and the three kids. He mm-hmm. looks the unhappy, mo- the most unhappy I've ever seen him. It's crazy. He looks very unhappy, and you know, when he was with uh, Amber Rose, he looked very happy. He smiled. He smiled. At least he was smiling. And I can just imagine. I think, you know, I don't want to say it's all because he's with. You know, he married Kim because it all I think it all kind of um, there's a lot of things that's contributing to it. You know, I think a, a big part of it is his mom, his mom passed away. Yeah. And I think yeah. they had like a very, very strong bond. So I think that really I think that messed with him. And I think that also pushed him to be with their family because they they're very family oriented. And I think he was looking for that. Yeah. However, I, I they're very family oriented, but they're very shallow at the same time. You know, so I don't know mm-hmm. if they have that subs- that sustenance that he's looking for. You know, so right. I don't know. Hope you know. Hopefully, he can pull himself out of it. And I, I have, a, I really have a love hate relationship with the Kardashians because Absolutely. I, um, I don't watch them. I don't have cable, so I don't watch. <laughs> you know, I'm very selective on what I watch, and and them bitches is not who I'm watching. However, <laughs> I cannot deny that Kim is fly as shit. Like she is fly. I can't even. I can't even front on her, her, her flyness. Mm-hmm. She's fly. But to be married to that, and I, I don't even know how they have friends. I don't. I couldn't be her friend because all of the friends they've had, they've stolen their friends' man. So, <laughs> and you, you can, you can, you can, you can argue that you know if he can be stolen, he wasn't George. You can have that argument. That's fine. And I, I agree to that to some point. But you know, when I have friends, I need to be. I need to know that I'm. You know, I don't want to. Be in a, a friendship where I'm uncomfortable if my man and my my homegirl are to get alone. You know, if I leave the room or you know, I don't want to have that kind right. of like insecurity. You know what I'm saying? And I think and that I would be insecure because I them them bitches go all out for whoever they're trying to get. You know, and I can this, I can't very true. Yeah, I, so. I you know I you know I was watching an interview. It was actually. Lamar Odom was on Wendy Williams, and I'm saying this, this is the, the truest shit he probably ever said. And he was, Wendy had asked him basically, what is it about this family? I mean, it's like, it's, 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 it's some sort of spell that they put on any man that, that comes into their circle. And what is it? And why have, I mean, you look at Bruce, Bruce is, is now um, Caitlin. Uh, Lamar Odom was, is, was and is has you know terrible drug problems um Mm -hmm. kanye looks like he's about to jump off a bridge any day now Mm -hmm. um kim was with was the first actually this i think kanye is her fourth husband one two one he's her third her third third husband husband. Mm -hmm. so the first and the second husband i mean it is always been an issue then you look at uh scott disick and you know the, the craziness that go to so she was at um wendy was asking lamar like what do you think 
it is about these women when they go through you know, where the men just can't hold themselves together. And he mm-hmm. was just saying, you know, it's it's the power of these women. It's the bond that they have um, it, as a family. It's a family of women and mm-hmm. that they're much stronger than the men. And I had to, you know, I had to give it to him for even saying that and mention it's, it's obviously you could look at it as true. So I think, you know, your statement mm-hmm. that you said that, you know, they're very family oriented, but at the same time, they're very shallow, you know, and this is just from the mm-hmm. outside looking in like, uh yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. But there there is a, a strength that mm-hmm. cannot be denied. I mean, this woman basically turned a sex tape into an empire. Girl, an empire. <laughs> I, and you cannot hate on that at all. At all. The power of the pussy times uh, times a million. Man. I you know, mil, multi-million. And so not only was it a sex tape, it was a sex tape with a black man. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like with a black man, not doing it all day for free. For fucking free. Empire, a legacy for the whole the whole family, oh. generations to come. What are we missing? Girl, <laughs> so I, I I can't. It's like a, it's a love hate thing. I can't hate on the, their success and their flyness and all, but in real life, they probably we probably wouldn't be friends. You know what I'm saying? But poor Kanye. But and you know what? I I was never really a Kanye fan. Like I like some of Kanye's music, but I think my perception of him as as a person kind of overshadowed his work. Cause I always thought mm-hmm. he was like very arrogant, kind of just annoying, and I just never really could get past. Like I like some of his music, but I was never like a diehard fan. However, I've really been listening to his music, and this I can't. He is talented. This absolutely dude is so what very, are you now? Very. What era of Kanye do you like the most? Well, it's hard to say because. I want to give Tidal a shout out. So <laughs> Tidal has two different playlists that I'm listening to. So they have uh, Kanye Essential, where they're just playing all of his music. So I don't know. They're like it's like random music. So they're like from all you know, different albums. There's no like rhyme or reason. And then there is um, features with Kanye, where he's featured on different artists, uh, their songs. So mm-hmm. I'm listening to a combination. So I, I haven't like really sat down and listened to like albums, you know, through. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I can't really say which era, but I do like, I do like the uh, college drop. What's the college dropout? The dropout yeah, era. The first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do like, um, I do like, I like that, like those collabs he did with Jay Z with like niggas in Paris and um, mm-hmm. and because they had they have they sample like um, Sam is it Sam? Not Sam. Otis writing. I love Otis writing. So all those samples, yeah. I love that. Um, the Secret Life of Pablo. I think I'm kind of listening to that now, but I, I yeah, I gotta come back to that once I like listen to like whole albums together to really say which era of Kanye that I like the best because I don't I don't really know yet. That you like so so here yeah. my take on Kanye. Like I I am a Kanye West fan. Um, but you know it's it's my my love is 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 contingent upon what uh what side of the bipolar Kanye West is on at a particular time (laughs) so I've seen I've seen him in concert twice the first time I saw him and I'm trying to think what album that was it was it was Kanye on a good side of bipolar so you know he was obviously Mm -hmm. drinking all his water drinking water taking care of himself you know on his meds Mm -hmm. and I want to say it was before his mother had passed um Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was I, I saw him in I saw him in I think I saw him in New York, and mm-hmm. it was one of the best. It it made me 
even more of a Kanye West fan. That was about, mm-hmm. I'd say about eight, seven, eight years ago. Okay. Um, and he was just, you know, he was, he was, he was at his best it, lyrically genius, genius. You could see it, you know, he mm-hmm. was happy. It was great. Now that now flash forward to about four years ago, I saw him, um, in DC, Washington, DC and girl, I felt like I walked into, um, uh, an Alistair Crawley, uh, devil initiation, uh, meeting. It was, oh. it was so, uh, first of all, it was just, he was mad at somebody. So this, this is Kanye off his meds. He's on the other side of bipolar, not doing well. And he's mad at somebody. And if you ever dealt with someone who's bipolar, when they get mad at mm-hmm. somebody, they get mad at somebody. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. spent about 45 minutes to the concert. First of all, and it was Kanye. He was obviously, he was on his Homer Simpson because he had a big belly and he mm-hmm. had on a trench coat and some jeans. And remember the 40 below Timberlands that come all the way up to your, to your almost to your knees. <laughs> he had them on and he had on a, uh, a bejeweled black mask and wow. he did about four and he, he was mad at somebody. So he, about 40 minutes, about 40, 45 minutes, he laid on the stage and he cursed the fuck out of somebody. I don't know who he was mad at. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even decipher what it was. But all kind of f words, f bombs, and this per he gonna do this to this person, this person, so the blah blah blah. And then the other half was, um, like I said, it was like I felt like I walked into the initiation. It was like a blood initiation, and they was, you know, they brought a, a Jesus Christ on stage, and there was some devils and, you know, people in costume. It was just, it was like being in somebody's bad dream. It was the mm-hmm. worst, um. If I didn't get the tickets for free, I would have walked out. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, if I didn't, if it wasn't just like, you know, I was with somebody, it was, it was a free show, but it was scary. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this was post. This is his mother passed away. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't right. It was it was scary. It was scary to watch. I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was what I was getting into, what, mm-hmm. what was going on. So, yeah, you know, and this was. This I think for the life of Pablo, I think yeah, it had to be. Obviously, it had to be because mm-hmm. what I like, but um, it was scary. I saw I saw scary scary Kanye at that yeah. point. I think his mother. I think he's he's always had like these. Um, I think he's always been bipolar. I think his mother is the one that probably kept kept him on a regimen with his med with his meds. Mm-hmm. And when he passed, uh, when she passed. Um, he wants to, to be strong enough to tell him you got to take your medicine or be on him about taking his medicine. Because I, I, I really think that's what it is. I think he's always had like this mental in- instability, uh, but she was there. She was like his foundation mm-hmm. and she kind of stable and, you know, and when she passed, it was just, you know, I agree. Cause she was an educator. So I'm assuming yeah. she, you know, had, um, a little more into what was going on than, mm-hmm. than the average parent. And, you know, she was, she was probably on it. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thinking the same thing because like I said, the, between the one concert and the other, I was mm-hmm. seeing him was like, this man has completely come undone and was exploring some stuff that, you know, one, it's like, what gate to hell did you open up on this stage? It was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I, like I said, it was scary. So 
Um, was that I, the concert where he, where his stage was in the middle of the 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 stadium? Yeah, and it was shaped like a cross, upside down cross. Oh, mm -hmm. I don't know that. I just I just yeah, I, it was the middle, and he came down off of um, he so. came down out the sky, and then he had a red. That's too much for me to deal with. That yeah, was, it was, it was it girl. Out. I was sitting yeah. there like, and I'm I'm looking for the old Kanye. I'm like, what is I'm? This is not. I don't mm -hmm. know. I felt like I need to go to church or something afterward. Like I need to just say a prayer. Like what is going on? I mean, it was like the gate of hell had opened up on the stage. That's what it looked like to me. What and then you got to kind of give it to give it up to Kim for staying with him for so long <laughs> because this is a lot to deal with. She has, you know, she at that time she probably had what one or two kids. And she decided to have a third kid. Yeah, well, I don't think they were married just yet, but they were they were together at that mm -hmm. at that point. So, I, I, I given a, I don't, I don't know. I think you know, I think everybody has an ulterior motive. So I'm still trying mm -hmm. to figure out what the what the motive is because you know her coins is 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 way more than his. So it's it's not right. That. Right. I don't necessarily mm -hmm. think she needed the street cred. She already had that from the video from the sex tape. Mm -hmm. So what? I, I mean, that's why I'm they, like, it, it, it has to be, I think she, she, I, it, that's why I give it up to her. Cause I'm like, why is she still with him? <laughs> what is, what, why is she, she doesn't have to be with him. She doesn't need the money. She doesn't need to, to latch onto his career. She got her own shit popping, popping big time. So why does she need to be with him? Mm, I, I don't and know. And she, she's reproduced with him. So that is like three times <laughs> that you are like gambling with this mental problem. Cause your kids can inherit this shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So why? Is it? Yeah, I mean it's 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 already in them. And remember when he was hospitalized and oh man, I don't, I don't know. So I'm, I don't I'm know feeling Kanye. for the brother. So okay, we we're gonna yeah. say okay. All right, all right. Uh, moving on. Moving along, Kanye. Uh, what else did you want to talk about? Oh, oh Lord, you always put me on the spot. Um, let's say. Oh, you know what? We. On your list, I don't, I don't want to take over your list, but some of the stuff you have on your list, I want to talk about. Uh -huh. um, what do you think about this march, this gun control march? What do you think about this? Hmm. Well, let me. I will say, you know, when I was coming back from Atlanta yesterday, I was actually on the flight um, at that. Uh, most of the kids from uh, the school. Let me, let me, let me get it right. Um, was was traveling so i'm you know i was listening to the kids talking about it and talking about the bar and you know the rally and a lot of them went with their parents so it was a flight full of full of the kids um mm -hmm. i just wanted to note that but you know i'm still i'm i'm still in the gathering information stage in a lot of ways i mean you know for one thing i live you know, where I, where I live, I, I basically live, you know, less than 10 miles away from the school where this tragedy happened. Um, so I was, you know, very close and in, in it's, you know, I, I drive by, I see it. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, this, I, I, I believe in, um, you should be able you know, if that's what you want, you should be able to have a gun, but not everybody should have a gun. You know, I think mm -hmm. there were a lot of signs with this kid, this, um, this, this cruise kid, um, with his mental state that should have, should have put, uh, should have put him on a, on a list of never, no way, not in hell, not in this life. And it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, you know, instead of just checking, you know, and especially here in Florida, you, 
you don't really need a permit. I mean, I can go to a Walmart and I can buy a shotgun. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, it's not, you know, they, they do more with you trying to travel than it is, you know, trying to get information on you. If you want to like leave the state than they do with getting a gun. Um, but they I put think more, they put more restrictions on a woman's body than they do on guns. You know, that's <laughs> it, it, it. And just this whole debate, I'm like, you know, what is what is the worth of a life? You know, we're talking about mm-hmm. gun control. You know, some some people that want to own guns, and then we're talking about a life, and it's like, oh, you know, well, you know, guns don't kill people. People kill people. But mm-hmm. it's really it's it's the gun that you put in the hand of this person that may or may not. Should, shouldn't even have one in the first place. That's the issue. So mm-hmm. if we can, I think if we can address that part right there, and it, and honestly, it's it's not going to eradicate the problem. We're just talking, we're really talking about alleviating. It's not going to eradicate, you know, people getting killed with guns. That's never going to happen. As long mm-hmm. as there, there's a gun, I mean, and it's, you know, with technology now, you could print up a gun on a 3D printer, on a 4D printer. I mean, that's how... Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's the technology. So we're not even talking about getting rid of it, but we need to control how it gets in the hands of, and you know, I mm-hmm. mean, we're talking about a problem The the, you know, I'm conspiracy theorist that I am. The government was responsible for flooding the streets, you know, mm-hmm. in our communities with guns, making mm-hmm. them available. So, you know, we, we've got, we've got problems with, with theory and how it's, and how, um, how it's addressed and how it's getting into these hands of these of these people. But I mean, let's let's look at the psychological background. Like, why can't we do a psychological check? And that's not even mm-hmm. going like I said, that's not even going to eradicate the, the problem. But maybe it'll alleviate it. Like, look, you need mm-hmm. three doctors to clearly clear you. If you've ever been on any type of medication, any mind altering medication, you mm-hmm. don't need a gun. Yeah. You know, if you're not over the age of I mean, honestly, I'm like 25. And really, I think if you have a household with 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 um you know, like this, this particular kid, he's li- living in a household where they've got a whole bunch of guns. Mm. It, 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 you know, I'm like, what does, what does he need a collection for? What was, mm-hmm. I don't understand. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I'm not from that, that lifestyle. Although I will say, you know, I dated this guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, but the thing, he's a white guy. But, oh, you know, wait a minute. You never okay, told me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You keep in a hurry. It wasn't even nothing. But this is what I'm saying. This is why I'm, I'm like the mentality. It's just like, I don't get it. So the family was, I guess you would call them a hunting family. Although he didn't hunt anything. Yeah. But they col- they were gun mm-hmm. collectors. So, you know, it mm-hmm. was it was like it was like going online for me and finding a pair of shoes. It was the biggest thing, you know, when they came out with the new scope on the gun and blah, blah, blah. And you go and you get mm-hmm. accessories for your gun. I mean, and it just, it, he's following all the, um, you know, all the blogs about guns. I mean, it's a big thing and it was a family thing and that's how they bonded. So all the men in the family, they mm-hmm. have gun collections and you come over and you, you know, you got a whole arsenal of mm-hmm. guns. And I'm like, what? I I just didn't understand it, but it was a way for them to bond. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it, but yeah. you know, and I'm thinking in the midst, you know, you got kids and is you've got nieces and nephews and everybody's in it, and and they all, you know, that was that was the lifestyle. So you know, they, they and you know, I'm just saying like that's a lifestyle that I don't know any black people that that got got guns like that. Maybe they know something that we don't know. I don't get it. Not for me. So 
I'm still, like I said, still gathering information, but I, I think we need to address the mental health issues that go along and not make it so easy to buy a goddamn gun. If it's yeah. harder for me to have an abortion than mm-hmm. it is for me to go out here and buy a yeah. gun, there's a problem. There's a that. problem. And I, I, I don't understand why women's reproductive health is still like a uh, a running running why, why is that your platform it's that you're running on? For dis- right it's I don't still a topic up for discussion i don't get it i don't mm-hmm. get it like you can't tell me what to do with my shit but they but they will and they have and they can look they will they have and they can which is crazy but the thing with this with this march the bone that i have to pick with this march is the same one that i have to that i had to pick with the women's march is because like when the whole a couple years ago when it was a whole you know centennial of the women's right to vote and women were marching celebrating and and, and they were all these black women who were in, you know involved with it and i'm like you do realize that when women could vote you still could not vote so what are you celebrating <laughs> what are you celebrating so so with this march with these guns and these kids are marching which you know I'm not knocking it at all, but we've had gun issues in the black community for how long? And no one has come, no one is coming out to support our rallies. Not a damn. You know what I mean? So are these same people that you're marching with, these black kids, are these same people that you're marching with, are they gonna come to the black neighborhoods and help you with the gun control in your neighborhoods? You know, so I'm I'm always I'm always like leery about kind of ta- attaching myself with these with these grand gestures of um, of support, because I, I want to think, are you gonna are you gonna provide the same support for me and my community that I'm providing for your community? You know, well, you if this know. if this if someone came and shot up a black school, would this rally be happening? If the gun laws, if you know these gun laws that are gonna be changed, are they are they being changed for the blacks? Are, you know, is it gonna have the same impact on these black schools as it is for these white kids? You know, I'm always thinking about that, and I'm always leery about that, and I always kind of want to give a middle finger to stuff like this because I'm like, you know, we wouldn't get the same support. We wouldn't. But this is very true. I think I was listening. I don't know who said it, but they were like, you know, it's it's the price of a white woman's tears that mm-hmm. that. Um, is the catalyst for for change and like you say I mean I agree totally with you like we wouldn't even be hearing about this mm-hmm. not at all if it, you know it wasn't if it was if it was just us you know there there are so many black kids in Chicago and in Baltimore and in DC and in New York and in like LA and in Miami that are getting killed from guns are mm-hmm. we rallying around this our guns are getting in the hands of these people in the hood. Let's talk about that. But we don't want to mm-hmm. talk about that. Mm-mm. No. You know? And and no, I just, I, I I definitely, I agree with you. And it's it's just kind of, and that's why I said, like, I'm still gathering information because I, I don't want to just, you know, jump on the bandwagon of, okay, y'all out there and, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I feel about a protest. Like, well, we going to carry signs again. Right. I'm, I, like, I'm not, and, and I, I ain't doing that. I'm not protesting. <laughs> I'm not, like, the Women's March and my fame was calling me, did you go march? I, I, no, I didn't. I want to go get something to eat. <laughs> I didn't march. I went out with my friends and we had drinks and we had a great time. But, you know, actually that day of the march, I hung out with two of my homegirls and we were like somewhere in Midtown and 
some women had come in from the march. They had on their little pink pussy hats or whatever the fuck they were wearing. Mm-hmm. And um, I was already in at the bar. My, my other homegirl was at the bar and my other friend was coming in. And this is supposed to be a day of solidarity of women. Mm-hmm. And they barely, they, they really like knocked her over to get through the door, like didn't even acknowledge her presence. And I'm like, where is this, where is the solidarity? You couldn't even hold the door for her. Fake. You know, no. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This, this, this fake solidarity y'all have. I'm not with it. I ain't with it at all. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I, I can go kumbaya. I'm good. I go sit at the bar. I'm just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I would, I would, I would really like to see some true change. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not discounted. I really, I really do want to see some change. I mm-hmm. just, I'm, I, I just, um, I'm a little bit of a, get of a little side eye to how this change is going to come, you know, and they're trying to say, well, it's the catalyst is you got these, you know, the, the young kids and, but it's, you know, the, the call them young white kids or young, whatever, but you know, it's, it's, it's a, now it's a problem. And, mm-hmm. and, and I just, I don't want to keep saying, I just, I just think it's, I'm real. I'm, I'm just got my side eye on it. Um, mm-hmm. and then another issue I was, you remember when, um, number 45, what the stupidness that he said that, uh, you know, give the, give the teachers guns in school. Oh my God. This is just, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. These teachers don't even have pencils and paper for the kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Gun? I was listening. They were talking about putting up public housing near or on public school campuses, specifically for teachers, so that they can have affordable housing. And now we're sitting here talking about we. You want to this number forty five with the stupidity. You want to arm the teachers in school, so now they are they are not only supposed to teach and be paid paupers' wages. Now they're supposed to snipers, police officers, (laughs) mercenaries, and state lines. Come on, he is just so ridiculous. I'm like, I really think he like, like I don't even. Is this even something that you, if you smoke weed and get high and would this say, is what, right. and it's, is that, something it's like, not, no, and it's not a drug. Like, I don't know what drug you can sniff or, or inject that would give you this line of reasoning. I, only the only <laughs> person I think is, is someone who is not even bipolar because bipolar, you know, they have their periods of lucidity and they can kind of pull together. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a person with paranoid schizophrenia. That's mm-hmm. that's what's playing out. I'm, you know, and I said it. That's right. Is it's it's like a mind of a schizophrenic, you know, and they have these these delusions of grandeur, which mm-hmm. obviously he's exhibited many many times. Um, mm-hmm. But they're liars. They're they're liars because they believe in the lie. Like they believe in the world that they've created, you know. And yeah, it might have ghosts and goblins and goons and all kind of stuff in it but they believe you know but they believe it and they believe when you know those entities start talking to them and i'm thinking like this is look this is this is a number 45 thing this is him all day so the craziness and he sat down i just i was like i can't even believe what i'm saying i don't want to make this about number 45 but i was just like i remember he did the interview with the students from marjorie um stoneman douglas's school and he said it you know like like it was a natural thing to do. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna give this the the teachers. We're gonna train them and arm them with guns. Really? Let me tell you, as I'm not, a, I'm not an educator. I'm not a teacher, but I have been in the school system 
um, for an extended amount of times. And <laughs> these teachers mind. already have a shitload of work on their shoulders. So on top of doing lesson plans and discipline and structuring, the, you know, and parent teacher conferences and mm-hmm. all this other stuff that they're doing. They got to be strapped. Now they have to be strapped and shoot sniper, you know, and sniper shoot. style. Girl, this is just ridiculous. Turn over the desk and learn how to put a, put a report. <laughs> Girl, just in case. Get out of absolutely. here. And, and, and the sad thing is, even if this, this, this illusion that he has bec- comes to pass, who's going to suffer are the black kids. The black kids are the ones that are going to get shot. These yep. black kids. That's what's going to end up happening because they're going to be in a situation because anytime there's like um, there's an aggressive situation, uh, having a gun accelerates it 10 times, 100 times faster Absolutely. than if you don't I mean, you have give, a weapon. You give cowards a, a ten, 10 balls, a ball mm-hmm. set. That's what it is. You give mm-hmm. these people, I'm talking about I wish it could just go back to a time when it was hand to hand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these cowards, they don't know how to fight. And that's what, and you know, I don't want to get off, but this is, this to me is why we, you, we need bullies because you getting these kids and these people that they're so soft and so shallow, like, yo, sticks mm-hmm. and stones, break your bones. Like that's, that's how I grew right. up. Right. But you, you know what I'm saying? You better be able to fight now. It's like, okay, you, they can't handle it. So it's, it's this they one, get doing one thing or they go get a gun. Like this, mm-hmm. this, this is the craziness. Like what happened to the gooch? Remember the gooch? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was a different stroke? <laughs> yeah, the gooch is still your lunch money, and, and but, uh-huh. but but you live to see another day. Now did did Arnold go back and get a gun to go and shoot the gooch? No, because everybody has a has a role to play. You knew about the gooch. Look, uh-huh. don't, yeah. Don't, don't bring your lunch money or uh-huh. get your How's lunch money. You never about it. You either stand up or you be smart and slick about it, but you know, but to go back and uh, let me let me go get a gun like this. That look, we can we can have a whole conversation on that because that's that is the the drugs that they're giving the kids. That's mm-hmm. a society, this is a social media thing. There's so many things that has has created that type of person who uses that type of response, mm-hmm. you know, when there's when there's conflict. Mm-hmm. Another story for another day. So okay. Um so that's that. I did want to talk about this, uh, but I think I'm going to scrap that because I'm I'm just so tired of 45. I don't even want to even talk. You know, he had this. Um, he had an affair with a porn star. But you know what? I'm going to even scrap that topic because I'm just I don't even want to talk about him. Actually, you know, I don't give a shit what he does with his dick, his little little penis. You know, I don't care. I just I, I'm not. So I'm I'm scrapping that story. <laughs> I, I do talk like about how it. though she was so bold and she was like. You know, whatever little hundred thirty thousand dollars she got to shut up. She's like, I will give you that money back because game recognized game, mm-hmm. and really she could stand and make so much more and about to make a come up. And I just tell her, go, Stormy, go for yours. If yeah. that, that's what you got to do. She's like, I will give you the money back. That little yeah. part, little piece of money that she got. <laughs> but, Get your money, boo. You had to endure that little penis. I know you have no orgasm, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so get your money, boo. Get it. Uh. Uh, I know it wasn't enjoyable. Hurt my stomach. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, okay. So yeah. yeah, we've we've been talking a lot of woke. Do we have any ratchet that we wanna we wanna visit? Oh no, I, I had a weekend of ratchetness, <laughs> an, an entire weekend of love and ratchet. <laughs> you going it, girl? That's what I'm saying. So yesterday, today is Monday. So yesterday, uh, one of my good girlfriends, um, she got married, 
and her wedding was absolutely beautiful. If if I had any <laughs> desire to get married, if I had someone to marry, I would have probably married them yesterday. It was you just know me. I'm sorry, but me <laughs> sitting here listening to you talking about this wedding, beautiful. Like I just I want to laugh because it's you saying it's beautiful. But right, okay. because I don't like weddings. I'm like, don't if you get married, please <laughs> don't, don't ask me. To be me. Your, don't invite me. I'll come to your after party, your reception. <laughs> don't ask me to be your bridesmaid. I don't want to buy a dress. I don't want to walk down the aisle. Like. I don't want to hear I don't know what it is. I'm a Grinch with that stuff. But this was, and and, and I, I did kind of miss the ceremony. Uh, but I was I was trying my best to get there on time. But I got there for the cocktail hour and the reception, and it was it was absolutely beautiful. And I don't know if it's because I have three drinks <laughs> that could contribute to my euphoria feeling while I was there, euphoric feeling. But um, it was really really beautiful. And um, I actually really considered maybe giving marriage a, a, a serious thought. Not that anyone has asked me. Not, recently. <laughs> not that anyone has, has offered a ring to me or, or asked me, but I'm just saying if they had, I would have been someone's wife yesterday. But fast forward <laughs> to today, and then I'm not being anyone's wife because I see what married men do and I don't want any parts of that so do I give details I don't want to talk about this I, I think you can just okay so so a part of this this is the second episode it is called weekend dick so weekend dick. Um, I don't have any to report I'm just gonna say so I have to live vicariously through you so okay. so I, I have it okay so I'm 40 years old I don't know Sean you want to tell me Look, okay. what I'm what did you say that I'm I'm supple over here, okay? Yeah, I'm supple. I'm supple. I I'm I'm, I'm supple and I'm tender I'm, and I'm, I'm flexible. And I'm putting that out there. I'm, I'm 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 doing my stretches, so I'm I'm flexible. But <laughs> y'all know. <laughs> <laughs> However, there is something that I've been noticing with with men that are in their 40s is that <laughs> they don't last. I don't want to laugh. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. They don't last long. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can chalk it up, mm -hmm. oh, I was nervous, or you so bad, no, no or nervous. I'm excited, or I was anticipating, you know, all of that. But at the end of the day, your shit lasted three minutes. And I didn't finish. And now I have to finish because I didn't I have invested. <laughs> time into this situation and I need to finish so we're going to have to make that happen so I don't I, I don't uh, Sean you got to help me because I, I, I want to tell the full story but I don't want to tell well <laughs> so help me well, okay so I went okay, so just just to comment on it and and I think you and I have, have, have talked about that that there is a difference, you know, is, for mm -hmm. a man I mean and I'm not just putting it on men but I mean that's that's what it is like look you got to take care of yourself when you get a certain age mm -hmm. and you know, and you live a certain lifestyle. And I'm not saying that that's what necessarily what it is, but like, you got to think, you know, you drinking, you smoking, you running around, you're not taking it. it, it it's going to show up, you know, you're not, you, you're not exercising all kind of things. So I have seen where, yeah, you know, it's, it's not when they twenties and they like, you know, yeah. 
it look, you know, two or three times is like nothing. Like now it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's it's you, you barely gotta, getting one out. You gotta dedicate your your stamina. Yeah. To, to this. And if you drink a little bit, or, you know, you might not be able to get it up for an extended period of time. Like mm-hmm. and, it, and you know, and if you do, it's not like you know, it's just a little, it might be a little soft. And I'm not, I'm just saying this, mm-hmm. this is my experience. I think you shared that you know, you understand. So you gotta come correct. Like you gotta yeah. really, you gotta really and don't get me excited. They don't <laughs> get right. Don't I'm gonna have sir, I'm gonna have expectations. <laughs> I'm gonna have expectations. <laughs> if those expectations are not met, that I'm gonna be disappointed. <sighs> and yeah. <laughs> But but good. but I agree and but I agree and I think this is the time you know when you're and I really I think it starts like in the late for them like late thirties mm-hmm. and you know in early forties it's just like that your your dick health and your, yeah. and your stamina quotient mm-hmm. you've got to do some things to improve that you know I mean, mm-hmm. you look at your diet. Like I uh-huh. said, your your diet and exercise, and look if you smoking, stop stop smoking. Stop. Yep. Because mm-hmm. that I don't care what anybody says, that affects your your dick game all the way all the way down. You smoking a, a cigarette a day or a pack a day, mm-hmm. it's going to have an effect. Mm-hmm. So oh you you think you you know you could be out here smoking all the weed? That's 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 all well and good, mm-hmm. but and, it's, it's going to have an effect. It's going to have an effect and all, you know, to kind of uh, piggyback on that, like the, the guy actually is a pretty health conscious person. So, mm-hmm. um, and not to give too many details, but this wasn't our first, you know, roll in the hay, right? Mm-hmm. This wasn't our first go round and this wasn't the first time that he finished fast. So you can't keep chalking it up to, you know, this is, you know, I maybe don't know. you just excited him. Maybe I mean, okay, so maybe we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it was just, you know, maybe it was a long time or something, maybe. and you know, you I just know. excited him or something. I'm trying to give him the benefit. I don't know, of the doubt but I do know that if uh, one of my my good girlfriends, she is in school to be an acupuncturist, and I've actually looked into going to to get acupuncture. There's a whole list. I of love things. acupuncture. Yeah, there's it. a whole list of. Mm-hmm of things that you can work on with an acupuncturist yep. and that's yep. one of them. And I think men should, should look into, look, you know, look into alternative medicine. You don't always want to run to Viagra or whatever exactly. the drug is, but look into something that's, that's, um, that's natural. That's holistic to, to correct. That's a great medicine. idea. Like I said, yeah. you know, you look at your diet, you look at, but, and I, and I love acupuncture. I mean, I've used acupuncture for all different, all different things that, that have come up, you know, whether it's a headache or, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, a sprain or, you know, after surgery or something. So acupuncture is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's very holistic, you know, H O L I S T I K I C, um, as well as holistic W H O L I S T I C. So it's it's really good for you, and I I think that's an excellent idea, you know. And they have mm-hmm. these now. They have these um these acupuncturists that you can go and you know it's like a communal communal acupuncture, and you pay what you want to pay, and you go in mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and you sit in the chair. I I I I definitely like that idea. I didn't even think of that, but that's that's a great yeah. one. Yeah. That will definitely get and that's important that. because women in our forties, we have a high libido. I say, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, libido. Yeah, so 
we like to we like to get we it like we to like get to get it in, it in. and it's you like know? you can't be sloppy it ain't like back in the day remember where it's like oh you yeah. know it's okay you, you know no, yeah no. no like i i am i am quick to be like i did not finish yeah. and i, I want to finish and we <laughs> have to sit here until i finish i am sorry i'm this still kind of nice about that like i'm i'm not i'm not mean okay. about it i'm not mean about it but i need you to know that you came i need to come too this is like we're in this together and I, I i've been i'm very that's the one thing I, I appreciate about you know turning you know i'm 40 now but i'd say between like maybe 35 36 37 i became more vocal about what i wanted and now mm -hmm. it's like you know i'm not gonna be mean about it but you know the whole purpose for me of having sex is to enjoy Before it you and enjoy to finish, right you know right and if i didn't finish then we got to figure out a way to, to help me finish. Um, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I think that that has come with age and maturity, you know, where it's like, you know what you want, you know, the experience and like, damn it, if you're not going to take me there, I need to get out and find somebody that will. Right. This is like a waste. And it's like a waste of time. Like, what are we doing? I'm just, I'm, mm -hmm. I definitely don't want to be in a situation where it's just all about him. You know, like, remember when you were younger, you kind of yeah, catered to the man. You and, did you know, that, but I ain't doing that no more. That, but it's you know, well, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I agree. Because I am, like, I can talk about sex and all day long. So I would rather pleasure myself and have the ultimate time and have a very small mediocre orgasm with you right that's Wait. just point blank and if you want to watch me do that you can most definitely do that but um i <laughs> go nice go nice what I'm, I'm, just, saying. <laughs> I'm saying you can watch me do it but i'm going to finish and yeah. and you're not going to leave until i finish because i put in time so that you can finish and you're going to put in time so i can finish so <laughs> now do you and his his it's a um it's an intimate question because I'm. Do you orgasm from? Do you need clitoral like the like oral stimulation, or can you actually orgasm from straight penetration? I can orgasm from penetration. I can orgasm from penetration, and I can orgasm from clitoral. And the best orgasm is when you're getting penetrated and you're stimulating your clitoris. That 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 orgasm is. Fucking on Mars. It's un what? amazing. Girl, where's where's that ride at at Disney World? Girl, <laughs> I'm telling you, spend some time with yourself and figure out your body. And you know, a lot of women, like I love, I love a good size penis. I'm mm -hmm. not gonna lie, I love a good size penis. However, your G spot is with it's less than probably three inches inside your vagina. You know what I mean? So you mm -hmm. too, so really you don't need a huge penis to uh to orgasm. If you have someone who can really knows exactly where your spot is because mm -hmm. it's right it's right there you're willing to learn yeah mm -hmm. it's right there you know what i'm saying and um you find a person that's willing to learn your body and you can teach them about you and women you have to learn your body you, you can't teach someone how to help you orgasm if you don't even know your body so uh learn your body and then teach your partner how to help you know how to help you orgasm and it will be amazing but Absolutely. i um, i can i can orgasm either way I can orgasm wow. either way. Yeah. You're like you're like you're like a unicorn because that shit. I will say like I, me, let me tell you. It's, it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I'm listening. Go ahead. Um, it took me, it took me it took me it took me a while to figure it out um, how to do it vaginally and 
my my um I'm gonna be full disclosure. My my ex is probably the first person that was able to um make me orgasm vaginally. It was okay. I I didn't know what the fuck was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know what was happening. Um, so he was the first one, and he was very attentive in that sense. Um, and then you know, mm-hmm. and then we split up, and then you know, whatever. But um, and yeah, yeah. I, I've I've had more that couldn't do it, couldn't do it. Um, uh, with penetration, you know, usually it was just it was like, all right, well your head game got to be on point then you know like i said but it's, it's been a unicorn i've had i've had a few a very very few that could mm-hmm. and honestly i don't even think they actually knew exactly what they were doing i think it was more like positioning and you yeah know, just, it just so happened like i, I i'm not going to give them them i'm not going to give them the credit <laughs> um because i really don't think they like you know really know what you're doing but mm-hmm. it's working like yeah Great. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. you know, like man, when I when I when I find him though, I'm not yeah. gonna go. Jeez, <laughs> man. And that that was probably one of the hardest things about putting up with my ex because I'm like <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And and now it's like, you know, I haven't had that many partners because it's 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 funny because me and my ex were together for so long, and I just thought that once we split up. I was going to be out here just having a whole horrific time. And it hasn't been like that at all. I was going to be out here. Right. It's going to be a whole party every weekend, but it, it honestly has not been that at all. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just maturity, but I, I, I kind of, I want something that's substantial. You know, I, I really feel like sex is a bonding kind of thing. So, um, Listen to you. I know. I sound mature today, but yeah. catch me tomorrow. Where the hoes at? Where the hoes at? Catch me tomorrow. I'm just feeling a certain kind of way today. But gotcha. um, but you know, you find a partner that can really, you know, take their time with you, and and you know, and you take your time with them. It it's amazing. But you, I I employ all the women that are listening to this. Work on your body where you are having an orgasm, where you are stimulating your G spot and your clitoris at the same time. That shit is amazing, amazing. I, I I'm I'm gonna second that motion, girl. Yeah. Oh yes, it's amazing. Yes. It is amazing. And you so. yeah, and you de- you definitely you, you gotta know your body. You gotta yeah. know your body. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree, girl. I don't know how how are we gonna go back woke when we went all the way back. <laughs> so. I'm just, I'm, I want to, I, I did want to touch on um, the Beast of No Nations because we, we were talking about it last week. So mm-hmm. just real quick, I did see it. Um, <sighs> man, Idris, 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 Elba. Idris. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like him in that role. Yeah. Yeah. It took me, it took me, I wasn't expecting this at all. And it just, it took the, it took the air out of me watching this and I had to finish it because I invested, invested time in it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see how it ended, but it, it was really sickening to me. It was, it really um, I did appreciate the ending. It was, at least it didn't, it didn't end on the saddest note ever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just to give the premise to the movie without giving it away, you know, it really was, it was, um, you know, a day in the life or the initiation of child mercenaries um, during a civil war in West Africa. Mm-hmm. And that that was that was the story. So yeah. and it was a fictional country. It wasn't it wasn't really a, a, 
uh, it was a fictional country, so really? it wasn't based off of it. Yeah, I think they took stories and like of like you know the the um, the civil wars that were going on in different African nations, but mm -hmm. the actual place was was a fictional place. Yeah, so it was it was uh, some of it was hard to watch. Um, you know, and and somebody asked me, was like, well, did you like it? And it's like, I, it's not, you can't really, I can't say like, I like a movie like that. Like, right. was, you can't say, you can't like it, something like that. And it's something I, it's a movie I can't watch a second time. I watched it one time. And that's I, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I think it, I think it was, it's worth watching um, because it, it presents, I always like, it's what I call slice of life movies like you, or, you know, it was, it played kind of like a documentary, even though it was, it was based on a fictional, like you said, a fictional place and a fictional character, but it's a true, it, these are true stories that have been adapted. So it's mm -hmm. good to see um, something like this. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving on. Um, there was really quick. There was, a, um, oh, you know what, while we're on the, the subject of Africa, there is something I want to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, before I talk about another movie. So um, I don't know if you're really familiar with the politics of Africa, but there was a um, president of Zimbabwe. Uh, his name was uh, Mugabe. Mm -hmm. um, he was yeah. just um, he was just ousted a couple um, some months ago, but mm -hmm. he implemented a policy of taking back the land from um, from the white owners and giving it back to um, to the Africans. Well, um, what was actually happening is that um, they were getting this land back from the African, from the, from the white landowners. And he was really dispersing it to like his friends. Um, it wasn't like a, <laughs> equally giving it out to people. And then the land wasn't getting, um, wasn't getting work. So before when they had this economic base where they were like exporting food and feeding the country and feeding neighboring countries, now they're, they're, they're importing all of their goods. So they, they lost their economic base. Mm. So he was ousted um, because he wanted, he's getting, he's been in, he's been in power, I don't know, 40, 50 years, a long time. And yeah. so he, he wanted, he made his, his wife, the vice president so that she can take over once he died. And, um, his best friend who was also one of his partners and his regime, um, wasn't having it. So they ousted him. And so now he's, he is, I don't, I can't remember his name, but now he is the, um, he's the president. I guess they call it president of uh, Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so now South Africa is doing the same thing. So they, their president, um, their old president, Zuma, was ousted. And he was ratchet. He had all these and all these babies and just just, 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 just really ratchet. So mm -hmm. they have a new president now who's implementing the same policy that Zimbabwe, because they're, they're neighboring countries, um, implementing the same policies of... Um, of taking the land away from the white owners and giving it to the Africans, back to the Africans. And when I visited South Africa, that was, you know, mm -hmm. my first uh, thoughts when I got there was like, I can live here because it's very westernized. You know, sometimes I really forgot that I was actually in Africa. Um, the music right. they listen to, like they, they, they have their African music and it's African infused, but they listen to a lot of hip hop, a lot of American music, Western music, um, mm -hmm. the style, you know, it's very Western. So I, I kind of forgot sometimes. However, I, quickly, I realized that apartheid was, you know, was a, a very short memory away because um, it's very clear of this, the social um economic situation there because all the blacks mm -hmm. are in subservient roles and all the white people are in power and it's 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 hard to be in you know we're here 
we're minorities. The majority of, of, of America is white and we're like a minority here. Right. To be in a place where the majority of the people are African and this is their, their ancestral land, but they're being ruled by a small ruling class of white people. It is like heartbreaking. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really heartbreaking. So, um, so that was a point where I was like, I, I, I could live here, but I can't live here at yeah. the same time. You know, it's like something, you know, and their part tried to happen back in the nineties. So that's what like, you know, 20, 30 yes. years ago, 20, right. 20 years ago, a second ago, right. Where our, our civil rights was back in the sixties and we're still fighting, but they're still fresh in it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, right. So it was hard. It was kind of hard to deal with, but they're going through that whole process now of taking the land back um, from, from the whites and giving it to the Africans. So I, I'm, I'm, I want to see how this works out, um, how this plays out. And hopefully they'll able to implement some sort of um, some sort of structure where the land will actually get worked, you know, and they can um, still be profitable, you know, with this land. It's not sitting there. Um, I'm watching that story. So I just kind of want to talk about that real quick. Um, And then also, I know we're not going to really talk about this right now. So you have to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Roxanne, Roxanne. Yes, I, you I, you know, I, I will absolutely, I watched it tonight because I thought it was coming out March 31st. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was this past weekend and I, you know, was um, doing a family thing, so I didn't get to see it. But look, I will watch it tonight yes, and watch it. we will have, we will have, so was it good? I watched it like three times. Really? So it was, okay, so it, was good. it was good because it was nostalgic because it just brought back so many memories from like that time when hip hop was like really starting. And I just remember mm-hmm. like around that time, like you go outside and that's all you would hear was somebody was playing, you know, run DMC or somebody was playing Grandmaster Flash or somebody, you know, the music was there and, and you know, the kids was out with their, um, with their cardboard break dancing. And <laughs> yeah. I swear when Roxanne Shantae came out, I was, I wanted my name to be Shantae so bad. I used to be so jealous of girls whose name was Shantae because I, I wanted to be, you know, wanted my name to be Shantae. But um, it's it's a really cool, it's it's a really cute movie. Um, I think it could have been a long, like I, I wouldn't have mind it being like a like a four episode series or a three episode series. Like I think it could have had some more meat to it. But it was really it was a good watch. Excuse me, it was a really good watch. Okay, so I'm 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 invested. I'm in. I'm gonna watch it. So this is actually a great segue into this part of our podcast, which we which we promised that we would do, and it is it's our throwback moment or throwback minute, or you know where we mm-hmm. talk about songs that specifically hip hop songs that have influenced us, a throwback from you know our our childhood or our teen years um, mm-hmm. that brings back memories. So I wanted to bring up a song that. It, I've, you know what? I play the song right now. Th- today I play it. It's "Remember Buck 'Em Down" by Black Moon, the remix. Girl, do I? Yes, <laughs> too. That was like so, one of my favorite groups. So, well, which was one of my. So, let me just bring you back. So that was probably. I think you know. I think that song came out in ninety. 90- five, ninety four, ninety five. It was ninety five. So I remember. Um, you know, that was, that was just imagine this is like New York back in the day and they were performing at home base, which was a club that was in the meatpacking district in New York. And I wanted to go to the concert and for some reason, you know, I, I went over to a girlfriend's house and we were, you know, sleeping over and 
I didn't tell my parents I was gonna go to this to the concert. <laughs> so I just remember taking the train to home base, and you know it's around eight o'clock, and we're going to the club, and you know remember that the gear is backpacked. I got my pants on, I got my Reeboks on, I got my you know my t-shirt or my jean jacket on, and girl, I remember coming out the train station. And of all places and of all time, this might have been on, this was like 12th Street and like 17th, 14th, 14th Street, 14th Street and like um, West Side. I come out of the train station, mind you, my parents thought that I was at a girlfriend's house. <laughs> you know, my mother and father went and was having dinner and was outside the train station. I was so scared. I ran back on the train and went home. I was oh so scared. I was God. so embarrassed and so scared because I wasn't supposed to be out. So anyway, that was the first time I was supposed to go see them. I remember that. I think I, I, I didn't even get in trouble. I just, it, it spooked me that of all places, my parents would <laughs> in and out there outside the train station. So Did they see you? They saw me and they smiled. Oh, and I just, I went back down the train. I ran down the stairs and I got back on the train and I left <laughs> Let I was so, I was just so in shock because I was like, they're not supposed to be here. For all things like, my father never uh, took my mother out to New York City in a restaurant. They was out. So anyway, that was the first time. So the second time, I got to I got to actually see uh, Black Moon in concert. I had a crush on this boy. His name was Michael, and Michael, Michael, Mike was light skin. That was when I was in, I was having my light skin movement. You always been having your light skin moment for a long time. Not. I don't care what you say, Sean. For as long as I've known you, all the guys you have ever met were light skin. So not true. Remember Marlon? How dark was Marlon? Marlon was black at midnight. You don't remember. Okay, we're gonna have Marlon. I think you just made okay. him up. <laughs> no, because you was right there. I've had midnight, I've had chocolate, I've had brown. And, you know, I don't I don't know why. But anyway, this was and this was high school. So high school I had a little light skin thing. And you know what? It came back to haunt me because I used to I had such a crush on him. And when he mm -hmm. found out that I liked him, his crush was even bigger than my crush. And I swear I he called me like three, four, five, six times a day. It got it got ridiculous. But anyway, but I remember one of our first little dates was we went to um a black moon concert mm -hmm. and girl we were on the stage i just remember they were performing and remember the five five footers buckshot shorty and and we were like dancing on stage and we were up there like buck them down buck them down. down and i, I just down. remember that that was that was such a good memory and it was like one of my first trips into a club like i was like i'm really in a club and i think i ordered like a like a beer and I don't even drink beer and I, I had a fake ID I wasn't supposed to be in there but it was just like it was so live so that's mm -hmm. my memory of um Black Moon I, mm -hmm. I actually I saw them perform in concert it was it was it was that was that was hip-hop for me that was that was yeah that was that was a that was like 94 95 great top because a lot of people dropped in 94 95 a lot yeah. of people had albums. Like Gangstar had their album. Nas had their had his album. Um, Biggie, 
uh, Boot Camp clip. I think um, Jay Z came out because because they, they kind of for you know they overshadowed Black Moon. Mm -hmm. Black Moon was like it was killing it. Yeah, they, you know, kind of overshadowed by that was a great time in hip hop. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, I love Black Moon. Even even to this day, I I um, I think my first memory concert is back in Baltimore. I was a freshman in um, Morgan. And they were performing. So this had to have been like '95. They were performing at Coppin State. Their um, their homecoming. I remember mm -hmm. I I had a ride there, but I did not have a ride back. <laughs> I don't care. Who cares? I did not care. And that was that was like that show was dope as shit. It was I was so hyped. And I think the last time I've seen them um was I they performed at. I think they were at Governor's Ball. This was like when Governor's Ball was still um, around. But I, mm -hmm. was it Governor's Ball? Or, um, no, I think it was Brooklyn Hip Hop Fest like years ago when I first moved to New York. And then um, I also saw them on, I think it was just Black Moon I saw on, um, it was some sort of cruise. Girl, I'll be finding random shit to go to. So it was a cruise and they were performing. <laughs> that, shit was, that shit was so dope. I got a video. <laughs> Girl, it was so it was it was a dope shit. I don't know what it was, but I'm maybe I was because I was on a boat. I had drink. It was just it was really dope. So I love Boot Camp Click. I love Black Moon, Helter Skelter. You know, rest in peace, Sean mm -hmm. Price. I love all of them. Oh wow, Helter Skelter. Like, yeah, they're one of they, my favorite groups. Rocking. Well, what was their what was their name? Smith and what their name was Smith and Wesson, wasn't it it's, before Helter yes. Skelter? No, mm -hmm. Helter Skelter is a separate group. Uh, okay, Smith and okay. Wesson is, is a separate, is, is a different That's right, group. that's right, that's right, that's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. They're separate, but um, they, their body of work from the 90s, that's, oh my God, that just, that puts me in a zone. That puts me in a zone. Mm -hmm. I'll oh, put it girl. on, um, I'll put the music on and just let it go. That puts me in a zone. That was a good time in hip hop. 94, 95, 96, that was a, man, mm -hmm. that was a time. I don't think we'll and we'll never get it back. But that's know. okay because no. as long as we're here, we can still bring life to those memories. Mm -hmm. we've, got, we've got so many memories of that time period. So I'm excited to be sharing. So this is just a little bit like, you know, talking about Buck 'em Down, the remix, because the, the other one was kind of slow. Yeah, but the remix mm -hmm. um, was fire, and I could still, like I said, I, I can play that today. I play it, you know, it's it's on my playlist. I still listen to it, um, mm -hmm. I, you know, and it, and like I said, it just brings back so many memory, so many memories. So, mm -hmm. and um, they get a, they get a lot of love in Europe. They're always traveling. Well, they all do. I mean, yeah. it's like some, you know, a lot of these artists, like the Big Daddy K's, and you know, they mm -hmm. they they're huge in in Europe. You know, that's that's yep. money. Why? Because they have a certain appreciation that yeah. they don't have. Mm -hmm. they, they, they do. They bring a certain appreciation and a certain love for it um, to the actual music because it is it is an art form. And, you know, they they have a respect for art that that we just we don't we don't have. And that's why. But we're going to bring a little piece of that here. So, yeah, um, keep listening. So. All right. I think. Um, We've done enough dick talk and gun control talk and <laughs> so um is there anything else that you wanted that you want to bring before before we wrap this up? Okay. Well, I I think we had a really good 
episode. I, I think so. I think we've reached our, our dicks and guns quotient for the for the night. Um, so I think we can definitely end on that note. Yes. Um, Nye, what is the website for questions, comments, and all that so, good stuff? Yes, you guys can um, go on our website. It's that's what I'm saying podcast.com. Um, hit us up there, subscribe to us, so you know, when we are dropping our, um, every episode, um, I definitely want to give a huge, huge shout out to our producer, Vegas World Inc. That's his Twitter name. Um, he has been so helpful in, um, in getting this podcast off the ground. So definitely hit him up, uh, Vegas World Inc. on Twitter. Yep. And our Twitter handle is what I say three, like the number three. So on that note, we will catch y'all next week. That's All what right, I'm saying. Y'all. That's what I'm saying, y'all. Peace.